Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's happening, guys? It's Ilius87 here with Ready Player 2 this evening I have got joining me Rich hello you fuckers and L hello hello <laughs> hello everybody we are hello. from Eurogamer yeah as Rich said we are all back just well not just back we've all been back from Eurogamer uh, this past weekend yeah we made uh, it you're proud of me I made it back on the train and everything we're oh. all ill. Uh, it, ah. I'm not ill. I'm fine. Fuck you. What? <laughs> you guys have all come back with expo fever and I've come back. I'm just happy. I'm all right. I'm just glad I made it back. My wife was amazed. She was like, you went on the train and you survived. I was like, yeah. Did, yeah. Did you tell her that we had to drop you off at the train station? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, fully disclose all of that. <laughs> I didn't fully disclose all of the like all of the pampering that had to go into getting me to the train station, getting me <laughs> onto the right train. I don't know what would have happened if L hadn't noticed that we were on totally the wrong platform because I was all ready to go. I was all set. I was about to go. <laughs> she was just like, "Wait a minute, this, this is the wrong train." <laughs> not the right train. I'd have been like, I don't know where I'd have ended up. So yeah, yeah, trains are not my thing. I think we've discovered out of this. If, if there's one thing that we've taken away from Eurogamer is that me plus trains do not mix. No, not right. at all. No. <laughs> your game was good as a whole. We had a really good time. I met you guys for the first time in person. Yeah. Yes. And we went yep. round and we met a lot of other people that we've never met before, including uh, Nutsy and all, pretty much all of the gamer dads, everybody that was there. So there was Nutsy, there was uh, Fed, there was, oh, come on, guys, help me out here. Mubit. Mubit, yeah. Um, I don't Thanks. know. We. It was only a fleeting visit, so we didn't actually get proper introductions. It no. was like... Well, I didn't realise I was talking to Fed. I was talking to Fed for ages. I didn't even know it was Fed. He Sorry, introduced Fed. himself with his real name. And I was just like, okay, cool. Nice guy. I'll talk to him for a bit. Didn't know it was Fed. <laughs> had, had no idea. Uh, we met Chris and Andrew from the Palace of Wisdom. Yeah. And you, met, you met a couple of other guys, didn't you? Because you were there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also met uh, Sarah, Neil, and someone else whose name I forget. Sorry. I met lots of people this weekend. Um, we, I travelled up with my friend Neil or Mr. Neilio uh, on the Friday, which was good. Uh, we met John Tequila Ninja on Twitter. Oh yeah, I remember he was there. He, I didn't meet him. He wasn't there on the Saturday. No, I, no, we met him on the Friday. Um, who else? Did we meet any more podcast guys? Uh, we met, we met the bit, guys from BitSocket. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. yeah. They were nice fellas. We met loads of people. If we if we met you and we haven't mentioned you, we're really sorry. There's a good possibility that I met you. I know exactly who you are on Twitter, but when your actual face is in front of me, no idea, <laughs> no idea who you are. People should be forced to wear their avatar. Yeah. They should like just wear a big like kind of beveled edge square avatar picture on your face, and then I'll know exactly who you are. Well, like a little badge, like a name tag. Badge would make more sense, and you'd be able to see where you're going. Just be like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that one. Bad, Basically, bad space, we did every parent's worst nightmare. We met up with loads of strangers from the internet. Yeah, and then we and abducted them. We survived. We did survive, and I went on the train. It was just, it was a very grown-up weekend, I felt. Yeah. We had beer and everything. I didn't get mugged. It was, I was very positive. It was a very good thing to happen. Anyway, I think we're going to launch into Eurogamer more fully-fledged a, bit, a little bit later on, but we've got to do the news first. Because shit's happened while we haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Shit's been going down. Uh, Rich, what news have you got? Are you not going to do it back with the news, then? No. Alright. <laughs> we'll just fucking go to right be fair, into it. This, is, this isn't a, a, a standard episode, so... No, no this is, we're non-standard. Just... If nothing else, we're non-standard, you may have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> go on, then. The first piece of news this week um, is Tom Clancy is dead. That's it. That's all I've got to say on that. Tom Clancy is dead. He's gone. Gone. Yeah, what, there was a song about this. You were singing it earlier. No. <laughs> You're not going to see it now, no. It's not a happy it's song, it's it's not, a, it's it is a shame. It's... I've got to say, I didn't realise how many games were, had Tom Clancy's name on them. Oh, I know, right? I knew there were a lot. I mean, I can th- everybody can think of a few. So you've got Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, uh, Ghost, Ghost Recon, was that Tom Clancy? Hawks. Hawks, yeah. But if you, I've just opened the wiki page. So you've got, you've got End War, um, and then you've got Ghost Recon 2, Summit Strike, Advanced Warfighter 2, Advanced Warfighter, Island Thunder, Jungle Storm, Hawks and Hawks 2, uh, Politica, Rainbow Six Raven Shield, and then like a shit ton of Rainbow Six games. Just like like nine of them or something ridiculous like that. A billion Splinter Cell games, a ton of Ghost Recon games, and then a few more Rainbow Six because they were bored. And he's actually got a really cool MMO coming out, actually. Has he? Yeah, post Well, he's not anymore. Posthumously now, right. but um, it's called The Division. Oh, right. Yeah. And it, it actually looks pretty cool. It's a dystopian kind of feeling Ooh. MMO. I didn't so. even know that was happening. I know, right? Well, there you like... go. Well, I tell you what, if you're going to pop your clogs, leaving behind an MMO is definitely a good way to go. Uh, yeah, definitely. People will definitely know what's going on with you. They might not realise you're dead, but they'll enjoy your game. So there you go, Tom Clancy's dead. I've got. I'm not. I'm not big into kind of. I'm not. I tried playing Advanced Warfighter, and to be honest, it just pissed me off. So, I'm not. I'm not big on Tom Clancy games, but I know a lot of other people are, and a lot of people are playing the uh, the new Splinter Cell. So. Yeah, but nonetheless, R.I.P. Tom. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Tom. Any other Help. news? Um. Yes, exciting news for Half-Life Three after that depressing. Little yeah, section. after somebody's dead, something after that might have dead. been dead is now alive. It's alive. So uh, Valve has filed for a trademark on Half-Life Three approximately four days ago. So what, what I don't get is, have they done that off the back of the fact that they did the Valve are having three announcements and everybody is going? The last one's going to be Half-Life Three. The last one, the last one of these announcements that Valve is is doing is going to be Half-Life Three, and then it came to the end and it's a pad. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a good-looking pad, and I love the fact that they're pushing out the boat and they're making some changes and they're breaking convention, but it's not Half-Life 3. And I wonder off the back of that if they've realised how many people are pissed off about the fact that it's not Half-Life 3, and just in case people are getting annoyed with them, just kind of going, let's just do this, and it'll get leaked, and people will realise that we are actually working on it, but we're not at a point yet that we're ready to announce anything. But it's we get so excited about these things, it's like... Valve coughs. I've got to say... It kind of sounds like Half-Life 3, we get excited. I'm more interested in in SteamOS and Steambox and the pad than I am in Half-Life 3 at the moment. I, I would love Half-Life 3, don't get me wrong, I love Half-Life and Half-Life 2 and all the expansions for them, but 
the, the, everything that Steam is doing with the with the whole Linux gaming and Steam OS and bringing out their own like home open hardware and stuff, I love it. I'm proper on board with all of that, especially since we got uh, to get hands on with the Nvidia Shield, which is yeah. streaming games from uh, Steam, which is proving that streaming games from Steam will work. And it was seamless. It was absolutely flawless and proved, proves that it could work perfectly well. So you could have something small in your living room that has got low power, kind of similar to Ouya, but it's running full-fledged PC games. Granted, you've got to have a PC somewhere else in your house that's actually doing all the work, but yeah, I love it. I like the idea of that. So no, I'm proper on board with everything that they're doing. Just to, uh, to back up the uh, Half-Life 3 rumour, apparently a, some screenshots of their their uh, staff database leaked which they used to, what? to, tra- to track bugs so uh, and they've got a couple of teams on there with uh, email addresses of staff members that work on the that are supposedly working on the half-life 3 game uh, uh, that also works on half-life 2 I, I got... it's, it's more fuel to the fire but whether it's actually just them where's episode 3 that's what I don't get where's it was always supposed to be a trilogy We've had episode one and episode two. There's no episode three. And that, what I don't get is, are they going to when they bring out the third game? Is it going to continue from the end of episode two? Because a lot of people might not play because it's you're on shaky ground continuing from a storyline that was in the DLCs. Aren't yeah. You? So what are they going to do with that? Because it was a pretty important. It ended on a pretty important cliffhanger at the end of episode two. So how are they going to? I don't know what they're going to do with that. Whether they'll do like a previously on Half Life. Well, that'd be pretty good, actually. Get G-Man come up and do well, like a kind of previously thing. I got so excited, I just pulled my headphones out. So... You pulled your <laughs> headphones out of, what, out of your ears? Just leaned backwards, flailed a little bit. I've got, I've got some like uh, kind of sports headphones, like yellow sports headphones. Um, with like yellow earbud things that go in. I, I cycle into work and I got into work and I've take, taken them off. Uh, about, pff, what, 1pm? I itched my ear and realised that the yellow headphone bud, you know, like the rubber head, it's been in my ear all day. Uh... Just all day. And I turned to the guy that sits to the right of me and I'm just like, why didn't you tell me I had this in my ear? He was like, I thought it'd be funny to see how long it took. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, you bastard. Al, what were you going to say before you have an aneurysm? Me? Yeah, you sort of made a noise and then <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say something. It was probably me pulling my headphones out and then uh, right, okay. to try and get them back in. <laughs> oh no, get back in my ears! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that was loud. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> Distortion. She's getting very excited. A little bit of Half-Life 2 gets her going. Does James know that? Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3 even. Well, Half-Life 2 might do it as well. I don't know. we got a, you know, specifics here. You got, oh, it's got to be specific. It can't just be any old Gordon 3. No. The beard's got to be a bit thicker. <laughs> what it is. If his beard's not thicker, it's not. A, it's not a sequel. Nah, I, I don't know. I don't really care. I just want to play the game. I'm just well, like, wait, so we've, game. we've had the other big news then, as we've already talked about. But, but Valve have obviously announced that they're going to be doing the Steam OS, and they've released the the kind of images of the Steam controller that's going to be going with the Steam box that's going to be running on Steam OS, and they're going to be bringing out loads and loads of games. And I think they said something like thirty thousand games or something, didn't they? Is it 30,000 or 3,000? 3,000. Okay, all right. To the power of 10 wrong there. Um, Yeah, like 3,000 games that are going to be coming out natively on it. And presumably even more if you're streaming from the PC. I don't really know how that's going to work. But uh, it looks really good. I've entered into the beta. Have you guys put put in for the hardware beta? 
Yes. Uh, yes. Yep. I don't think I'm going to get in. I think at last time I looked, it was like 180,000 people have entered the beta, and they're giving it to 300. <laughs> yeah, 300 but you got. People. You got to try. You got to try, but it's you not. Never answer, you won't win. No. So they said 300 people are going to be given um, some Steam hardware to test it out. Of those, 30 people are going to be active members of the Steam Society, so people that are in like in the community talking on the forums and helping people out and stuff. And the rest of them, the, the other 270, are just going to be picked randomly out of a hat. So... So you might have a chance. Yeah, a pretty, pretty bloody slim chance. Slightly better chance than if you do the lottery, mind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Presented. Yeah, virtual high five. Everybody getting on there. If you do, if you do somehow miraculously get on on the Steam box, we'd love to see it. We'd love to say if you get some footage of it, and send it through to us. We'll uh, pretend that we've got it. That'd be great. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be great if you could do that. Have we got any other news? Oh, anything from you? Um. Oh yes. Um. Have a look at the base requirements for Watchdogs for the PC. So. Hang on. I know. I know a lot of people don't have high-end PCs because PC gaming isn't their thing. So they have grotchety old machines, or at least they do where I where I come from, back in Pembrokeshire. So, so Pembro- Pe- Hang on, Pembrokeshire is full of grotty old PCs? Pembrokeshire, filled with old people and grotchety old PCs. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna, I need to get a banner printed up and uh, send it to you so you can like, <laughs> hang it on the welcome to sign. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Pembrokeshire, home of old people. <laughs> home of old people, shitty PCs. Twinned shitty with PCs. bollocks because nobody likes it. So, I'm actually going to use my Google Foo to bring this up again so I don't get it wrong. But I was having a look at it earlier. What was it? Do-do-do-do. Minimum specification. Uh, four gigabytes of RAM. The recommended is eight. The absolute right. beer is, is four, and you need 20 gigabytes of hard drive space. Now, now it is meaty. Uh, don't get me wrong, that is quite meaty. However, how big is WoW now? Oh, don't, don't, don't ask me this question. No, I know they did, a, they, did a, <laughs> they did a slim down a little while ago where they shrunk it down. But before they did that, I'm pretty sure that my WoW folder was somewhere in the region of 22 gig. Anyway. Yeah, that one's, that one's a meaty one, but yeah. that's, that's WoW. Yeah, but if you've ever played EverQuest 2, the, the hardware requirements for that are ridiculous. Mostly because it's the worst graphics engine that's ever been conceived in the history of mankind. But you, you have to have like something redonkulous to be able to play that at any decent speeds at decent graphics levels. Yeah. So I don't think this is too... I mean, they are pretty much saying you've got to have a 64-bit OS. Because you need at least 4 gigs of RAM. Yeah, so if you don't have a that's... 64-bit OS, you bollocks, because you can only have, what, 3.7 gig? Yeah. But like we said, that's not uh, that's not really a hardship. It's pretty common it? nowadays, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then a minimum of a DirectX 11 graphics card with one gig of RAM. And they're rec- so they're recommending a GTX 670 or a Radeon HD 7970 graphics card with an Intel Core i7. I mean, that is pretty high specifications. That's not the kind of shit that your mum's going to go down to PC World and pick up, is it? Exactly. No. So. I just- I just read an article here. It says to reach Watchdogs Ultra specifications, users will need a uh, DirectX 11 GPU with at least two gig of VRAM and an eight-core CPU, or more, and eight gig of RAM or more. See, I'm guessing that the reason that they're doing this is they're loading so much of it into memory because it's a massive open-world game and they don't want any load screens. That's mm. my guess because yeah. it's so open. You you are pretty much going to be able to go anywhere. So they're loading a massive chunk of the city into memory. So. 
it makes sense to be honest I like the fact that they're making it so that PCs have to keep up with the current generation of consoles I wouldn't want a second rate game I wouldn't want a bad port that's using shoddy graphics or has been kind of slimmed down just so it'll fit on PC or accommodate people that don't have computers that are quite as good I've got no problem. If I have to spend 400 yeah, quid on, yeah, <laughs> if I have to spend 400 quid on my PC to bring it up to the same level as a PlayStation 4, that's just the same as buying a PlayStation 4. So I've got no problem with that. Yes, yeah, fair. So yeah. you can't have a PlayStation 4 as well, mind you. I don't, to be honest, I've got three children. I can sell one of them. I don't. <laughs> I don't need all. I don't need all of them. What? Children? Ch- children or or computer consoles? No, the children, I'm not selling the consoles. Oh, right, sorry, my mistake. Just check. Oh, just wanted to clarify. sense, man. Christ, you're going right off the rails, you are. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so, yeah, that is quite high, but, and I think that's going to make a lot of people kind of go, oh, my God. But actually, if you're into gaming, because this is the thing, right? If you're into, if you're just into gaming, you just want to play games, but you don't want to spend a lot of money on it, you stick with your Xbox or you stick with your PlayStation 3. If you want the latest generation of games, if you want that extra graphics boost, if you want everything that the latest generation of stuff is going to bring, you spend the money. So you either spend your 400 quid on the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 or whatever. If you're the same, but on PC, you upgrade your PC. Don't you? That's that's what I'm going to be doing, that's for sure. Well, my my computer's like a child. She gets what, you know, she wants. She has the best. She must have the best. She must have the best. She's not like my children. (laughs) <laughs> my children get what they're fucking given uh, <laughs> my PC no. gets everything but yeah oh, no yeah. That, that's the way I see it anyway because yeah if you want to play PC games at decent resolution then you, you, you spend the money on your PC instead of spending the money on the console so while, while it seems high I think people who are uh, avid PC gamers are just going to be upping their, upping their PC to keep up with the latest generation of consoles so I don't think that's too bad yeah no. I've got a meaty game still a what? Still quite a meaty, meaty game. That yeah, one. it is pretty meaty game. I'm looking forward to it. And the fact that it's coming out on PC, I'm really excited about as well. Because to be honest, originally, I thought that it was going to be a PlayStation 4 Yeah, I, I did as well. So, yeah. I've got, right, I've got another little piece of news. This is a stupid piece of news, but we do like stupid pieces of news. One of the, uh, Microsoft's top execs, um, Phil Spencer, has said, uh, we did not see the nickname X-Bone coming. Oh. Didn't see it coming. Right, so apparently they, they have meetings. Obviously, they've, they've got to be careful. They don't want to call it something stupid that's going to get a ridiculous nickname, do they? <clears throat> um, so they, they have meetings, and they, they did discuss the possibility that certain nicknames might be given dependent on what they call the console. And when they came out with Xbox One, it did not occur to them that X-Bone... Not the fact that XB360 is what the Xbox 360 has been abbreviated to. It did not occur to them that XB1 was going to be what what this one was abbreviated to. How did you not see that coming? To be fair, I don't think you can get much worse than Wii U, though. Yeah, but they kind of just went for it, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just they were just like, fuck it, whatever. They, they could have called it Willy. It would have been fine. It, yeah, it would, oh, I don't think anybody would have. Oh, the Japanese. Those crazy bastards will do anything. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I... apparently they didn't see it coming. So yeah, another example of Microsoft being short-sighted. Congratulations. That's silly. Hire more people. Hire more people that can read. That can read, yes. <laughs> and, and aren't Don Matrick. <laughs> Hang on, I'm pretty sure that we said that we weren't going to specifically bash people anymore, so we'll stay away from that. Apart Sorry. from Don Matrick. Apart from Don Matrick. Possibly Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Depending on what country he's in at the time. <laughs> um, I can't believe we missed him by day. Uh, uh, no, it's probably for the best, to be honest. Such a shame. It'll be alright. What does everybody think of the Steam controller, then? 
What are, what are our thoughts on that in general? Uh, I've, I, to be honest, I completely missed it. So um, have you seen, have you seen I, the picture? Yeah, now? I've. I've just had a look now, and uh, I don't really like the look of it, to be honest. I've got to admit, I don't like the look of it, and I, a couple of their, their choices I don't understand. However, I then had to sit back and had to think about it, and now I understand it. My thoughts were: you've got two sticks, right? You've got you, it's you've like got a weird face. It kind of yeah, does look does. like a weird face. Have you seen the P- Penny Arcade comic? No. Uh, oh, is that the bit with the nipples? Yes, it's the nipple. Oh, oh yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. If you look at it in comparison to the Xbox controller, yeah, you you would normally have two thumbsticks and a D-pad and some buttons, right? That's great. Apart from one of my biggest pet peeves with the Xbox pad and every other pad is that certain games that wish that are designed for PC, mainly real-time strategy games uh, or things like you know Civilization, Faster Than Light, those kind of things, indie games that are designed for PC, are designed with a mouse in mind. They're not made for a pad. So, right. it's mostly top-down ta- top real-time strategy games and stuff like that. This thing is a trackpad. So, if you think of it like that, yes, those two kind of, like, bowls can be used as, as traditional kind of analog sticks. But they're also trackpads like you get on a laptop. Yeah. So, if you're playing a game that is a mouse-based game, because bear in mind it's going to be streaming games from your PC, so if you're playing Civilization or something like that, you are effectively holding a mouse trackpad. And even more than that, you're holding two. So you can effectively have dual touch, you know, two mice almost going on for, for zooming in, zooming out, whatever you want to do. If people adapt PC games properly to use that pad, I think you will find that more more games that, in my opinion, didn't work properly with normal console pads, like stuff like Civilization, um, Supreme Commander, and all that kind of stuff, will work with this pad. So I th- I'm pretty sure that's why they've done it, so that it's kind of a mouse alternative rather than just being a pad. So it's kind of a, it's a mix of the two. It's a, it's a mouse and a pad in yeah. one. It's I think yeah. for me, it's I'm going to have to try it before I can make my mind up about it because I'm I'm not sure. I think I'd need to know. How it feels, if that makes sense. Apparently, the haptic feedback is excellent on it. So it's going to be a really difficult one to judge. But apparently, the haptic feedback behind both of the like the kind of thumb bowls. We're going to have to come up with a better name than that. But the the thumb bowls, yeah. The eye sockets. The, that'll do. The eye sockets. <laughs> um, the the haptic feedback on them apparently is really good. So you actually get kind of like rumble in the direction of things, if that makes sense. But per thumb. Oh, right. Do you see what I mean? So you kind of get individual feedback in each eyeball. That's what the Oculus Rift needs! What, haptic feedback? Eyeball-related haptic feedback. Eyeball feedback. Actually, no. It made me feel ill enough as it was. Yeah. No, I don't need need eyeball feedback. That's not something that I need to be involved with. No. 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 Vibratey eyeballs. Vibratey balls?! (laughs) That's a whole different thing! Eyeballs, eyeballs, you sick bastard. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> Not for your force feedback pants again. Not for my for- fe- force feedback pants, but we did see the force feedback pant machine. <gasps> didn't we? we? Did. At Eurogamer. I thought you were supposed to wear special shoes with that, but I, the guy that I was watching was just wearing, like, trainers, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I, yeah. I researched about the Virtuix Omni, and it was, oh, you're supposed to wear special shoes, but now they're just like, nah, just fucking step in it. Just get in. Yeah, none of, none of this bowling shoe bollocks. Just get in there and go for it. It looked oh, pretty I, cool. I thought the guy that was playing it was just a one-off, and there were people queuing to to have a go and this, that, and the other. No, that guy was in that machine almost 
all weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. So I don't know if they were letting people in it. I think he might have no. worked for them. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure he did because he was like, whenever I walked past, he was in that machine playing Team Fortress 2. Yeah. yeah. There is only so much fucking Team Fortress 2 one person can play. Either that or they, just, <laughs> they, they weren't going to let him out. Yeah. Mate, he was just lost in the game. You cannot L leave. Lawnmower man, he didn't know where he was. That's a scary thought. It is a little bit, actually, isn't it? Between the Oculus Rift, that weird thing, and your force feedback pants, and your uh, your force feedback eyeballs and your nipple twickles, you won't have to do anything. Just stay in there forever. Stick yourself an IV drip of peanut butter on, and you're a well away. I'm, I'm, oh, man, I'm just like, we're one step, one step away from being able to live inside the internet. This is a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm well on board with that. Can I, I, I download myself to the internet? That'd be the best thing that ever happened to the world. I know, right? Wouldn't it? Just me on tap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wherever you are, just open up Google Chrome or whatever, and I, I'll be there. iTunes. Yeah, fuck you want. All Richard, all the time. Yeah. This is Richard FM. Back to, yeah, all me, all the time. You can't turn me off. If you're connected to the internet, that's it. I'm on your computer. <laughs> that's what it is. Everybody wants that, don't they? That's a worrying thought. I'm not even yes. sure that my wife would want that, to be perfectly honest. Would you want that? I don't think I want it either. I wouldn't want me all the time. I get kind of, I get sick of me after a few hours. That's why I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> have we got any other news, or are we gonna are we gonna launch into some proper chat? No, uh, let's let's yeah. get. We pretty much uh, touched on it, so let's just move on to the Eurogamer stuff. Come full Rainbow Laser Force, the upper middle class superhero team that protects your innocence any way they can. They are Tallulah, Sebastian Caden, Zoe, Quota, and Dirk. We don't tolerate difference. We're heterosexual over there. Yeah. Fighting evil in multicolored skin, tight car off suspended. Cow! I'm happy to wait. Uh, yeah, as you guys might have known, we were at Eurogamer this weekend, some of us for longer than we had it intentionally planned, but um, <laughs> all four of us were there, or five of us, sorry, five of us were there on Saturday, um, and I, I don't know about you guys, it was absolutely fucking knackering, it was, I hurt like a mofo when I got back on Sunday morning, but that was probably the best weekend that I've ever had in yeah. a very, very yeah. long time. Yeah, one of the most gratifying things I've ever done in my entire life, and I've got three children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm okay. My wife doesn't listen. Be all right. It's, they're going to grow up now and be like, you fuck You bastard. I've committed it to the internet now, kids. Sorry, it's too late. Uh, yeah, I had an absolutely amazing time. I thought it was brilliant. I wish I'd have gone for more, more than one day. One day is not long enough to get your head around everything that's going on there. If you're going to turn up and just queue for the COD Ghosts queue and then feel happy with yourself, it might be enough time. But if you really want to get out there and get stuck in, 
and look at all the cool stuff. And I've got to be honest, I've seen I've seen COD Ghosts before. I wanted to get up there. I wanted to see there was some there were some proper AAA titles that I really wanted to see. I'm not going to lie. However, I've seen the game footage before. I've seen yeah. things that's going that are going on. It's the indie games I wanted to get in on. It's the yeah. it's the exciting stuff that people are doing. It's the games that are breaking barriers and kind of yeah yeah. Do, not, that, that's the stuff that I wanted to get hands on with. Things. Yeah. They don't have billions of dollars riding on these things. They, they, they've just kind of had an idea of something that they're really passionate about and they want to bring them out. And the best thing about the indie game sections as well is, whereas with the AAA games, you've got the press team there, or you've got people that have been hired, or you know they work, they work for the company indirectly or whatever it is, the, the indie game section is the developers. The guys that are actually making the game the are there. Line. And they're yeah. so lovely. And uh, like, yeah, we spoke to some really great guys there. So where do we where, where, where do we want to start? Let's let's do this in sections. What do we want well, to start talking about? Um, sorry, well, go on. I I wrote down everything that we experienced chronologically. Oh my god, <laughs> chronologically <laughs> is not probably the best thing to do. Issue one, lost Ross for forty minutes. <laughs> 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 like immediately as soon as we walked in. Oh, I don't think anybody's pointed out by the way. Ross isn't here not because he's dead. Right? Oh, yeah. He's not not here because he didn't make it back from Eurogamer or we like left him on the train or something like that. He's uh, he's come back with Euroflu. Um, and he he's decided to take a week off from the podcast because he's feeling pretty bad and we've been so heavily into Eurogamer for a while that he needs to uh, spend some time with his wife which is completely understandable. So yeah. we we're, we're filling in for Ross collectively at the minute. Um, I'm pretending to be a bit taller. Uh, and I'm growing my beard out a bit, so that's that's my effort. Uh, how's your beard coming along, El? It's it's all right. I got a good shadow going on. Okay, great. On yeah, your face. Dave soon. Well, preferably if it's a beard. Oh, okay, right, okay, that's fine, that's fine. We're not getting lewd about this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, where, where are we going to start? Are we going to go in chronological order, or are we going to talk about sections? Do we want to talk about upstairs first? Um. Do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, should we get it out of the way? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was just the least amount of time that we spent. Yeah. Where pretty, we spent the least amount of time, rather. Pretty much. So upstairs at Eurogamer was the was it the 18 plus section? Yeah. Not yeah. for the most part. Not, it fucking mattered because there were 18 certificate games all over that place with four-year-olds playing on them. Oh, I know. Uh, but the uh, we we went up there. They had what were the ones they had up there? They had Dying Light, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, Wolfenstein. Is it New Order? Yeah. Yeah, just Wolfenstein. The new Wolfenstein yes, game. Yeah. What else was it there? Um, there was the new. Um, oh crap! What's it called? Shadow Warrior. Oh, I didn't even see that. You know. That was the um, crap. I can't remember what the what the developer is now. The same company that did. Um, Dynasty Warriors and uh, Dead or Alive. Who did they? The yeah. it was. I haven't played it, but I I played the old Shadow Warrior, which was just ludicrous. Yeah. And it's like the kind of thing that you can't really get away with nowadays, but apparently they've done it. <laughs> so I don't know how. I, I didn't even go see that. Did you guys go and have a look at it? No, oh. I can't say that I did. Uh, it was just, it was kind of flanking the NVIDIA um, Xbox. Uh, no, sorry, the NVIDIA Assassin's Creed 4. Um so it was kind yeah but um yeah no i didn't i didn't what? even go see that to be perfectly honest i also i didn't even see battlefield 4 
That How was, bad am I? I did have a look. I had a glance, but I didn't. I didn't really spend any time going over there. It's one of those things like the Call of Duty Ghosts. I went and spent a little bit of time watching some guys play Call of Duty Ghosts, and it looks great. Don't get me wrong, but if I don't want to spend an hour and a half queuing, oh, I'm only yeah, there yeah. for a day. I'm only there for a day, and it's not that I don't like Call of Duty. I really like Call of Duty, but for the amount of stuff that's there. I wanted to get around. I needed to spread myself around a little bit, make sure everybody got a little bit of me. So, I uh, I didn't want to spend an hour and a half queuing up for stuff like Battlefield, Battlefield Four, or whatever. However, the main that, thing that put me off about the Battlefield Four um, sort of queue was that they were I don't know, just all the chanting and the kind of the jock mentality of gaming yeah. just kind of really uh, really put me off do you know that? I just thought I can't be asked with that I, I saw, all I saw was a bunch of guys who were excited about a game and this Call of Duty and Halo have done have done a similar kind of thing for games mm. that iPhones did for non-technical people with phones yeah it's accessible yeah. It's, a, you know, everybody plays Call of Duty. Everybody, you know, people who don't normally play games play Call of Duty. And I think it's great. I mean, I, I must admit, it gets annoying. And I don't like playing with half of them on my Xbox Live because they're just fucking annoying. But then again, there are an awful lot of eight-year-old kids on Xbox Live that are just as annoying. So pretty much the, the, yeah. take, the takeaway from that is I don't like people. But I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's great that they were queuing up and getting into it. And rather than just standing there and being mopey, they were kind of chanting and getting involved and being happy. Yeah. I'm happy I with mean, that. I've got no problem with that. Yeah, I suppose to be fair, that was a lot more than most of the people in the queue for um, for Call of Duty Ghosts, because their queue, to be fair, it was really, really quiet. Yeah, they were a bit, yeah. I think they've been a bit shell-shocked, because they did a sneaky thing with that queue, because it went round the corner and then into like a booth bit. And yeah. I think at that point everybody thought that they were about to play the game and then it came back out again on the other side and carried oh, on going round. So everybody was a little bit confused. What so okay, so there were a few games that we didn't play and there were a few things that we didn't get a chance to get hands on with. We looked at a lot of games, we saw people playing them, we saw them being played. One game that I did manage to get hands on with, which I'm very happy about, was Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. yeah. Now we started off queuing for the PlayStation 4 version of this. The queue was really long, and to be perfectly honest, the Ubisoft woman that was standing there was a bit weird. Oh, uh, I, I liked her. She was she odd. Was so cute. She just stood in front of you and stopped talking. And she I'm kind of like, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit creeped out now. What are we doing? So anxious. <laughs> so anxious. She was a sweetie. I liked oh, her. So I was doing a job. So we, we decided, I kind of sauntered away from there and then noticed that there was an Assassin's Creed Black Flag PC section and there was just nobody there. Yeah. It was just like it was completely empty. So we went over and we knew, well, Lewis knew the guy that was uh, from Ubisoft that was... Um, Rob putting the code, yeah, was putting the codes on for the game. So thank you very much, Rob. We sat right down in front of Black Flag. Now I've heard a couple of things, that, uh, a couple of people that have played the codes for Black Flag previously, and I hadn't heard great things. And having played Assassin's Creed 3 recently, I wasn't that taken by it at all. Um, so I wasn't expecting huge things out of Black Flag. It was amazing. It was really fun. It was absolutely amazing. I don't know whether they just done very well with the code that we were that we were playing, but you got to do mm. some ship sailing, you got to do some ground combat, you got to do a load of climbing and vaulting and jumping. It was brilliant. It was a great mix of action and kind of more slow paced combat that you expect from Assassin's Creed. The graphics were brilliant. The gameplay yeah. was smooth. You felt free because at any point you could just let go of the tiller on the ship and dive off if you wanted to. I mean, you yeah. you probably get screwed, but you could you could sail around you and the the way that your crew acts when when you're on the ship 
So if you suddenly, like, you know, take a hard left, you're spinning the tiller to, to a hard left, they furl and unfurl the sails and dynamically do things that you would have to do to make a ship like that turn yeah. Yeah. without you having to do any of it. And I thought that was a really nice touch. So I, I enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I'm, an, I'm not a massive fan of Assassin's Creed. I've always looked at it and gone, nah, not my cup of tea, really. I'm like, well, if you're going to dive off of a very, very tall building into a couple of straw bales of hay, I'd expect you to bloody die. That's what, <laughs> that's what I want to see. That gives me satisfaction. You just want to see the guy land slightly wrong and break both of his arms. Ah, yes, that's the thing I want. So (laughs) I've never, I've never really been taken with it, but I played with it on the PlayStation Four stand, and I had a whale of a time. Yeah, I played it on PC, and I absolutely, I I was really, really taken by it, and especially since on PC it's only going to be thirty quid when it comes out. Yeah, I'm going to be picking that up almost immediately. While we were upstairs as well. I didn't get a chance to play this because I was filming and I was holding the microphone and stuff, but um, Lewis and Ross had a very good go on Dying Light. I had a go as well. Oh, did you have a go on it as well? Yeah, oh, I was did. on the other you side. Right the side, yeah, while I was filming Lewis. Um, but this is the game that we, this is the zombie parkour game, which is the only way I can describe it, that we covered mm. in the trailer trash a few weeks ago. What did you think of it then, guys? I really enjoyed it. I it, think I, it was, I, I didn't, a great time. didn't particularly enjoy Mirror's Edge but then as I said to you guys when uh, you were filming I think it was quite an easy uh, comparison to make to Mirror's Edge but actually it's not no it felt it more open like world it. It, it's going to be compared because yeah, it's, I think it's if parkour you were, isn't it I think yeah, if, if you were going to compare it to any open world game with free running in it it would be more like Assassin's Creed but with yeah. A lot more of a yeah. um, Dead Island feel to it. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are making quite scathing comparisons to Dead Island. Yeah, but I, I liked yeah. Dead Island. Am I the no, only I person enjoyed that Island. enjoyed that game? It was game? very broken and it was very buggy, but it was. No, you see, I got into Dead Island quite late. I, I think I, I bought it in a Steam sale at some point when it was like eight pound fifty or something like that. So I w- I'm wondering whether there had been a lot of patches to it and a lot of fixes by the time I managed to get my hands on it. So maybe I didn't have the same problems that other yeah. people had when they bought uh, it straight I, away. I but bought I, it on release uh, on the Xbox, and um, there were some massive, massive issues. Like that, there was a huge day one update, and then there was I think almost daily updates afterwards. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. Uh, playing it co-op, the original playing it co-op, um, I just think it was uh, really great. Yeah, we played the whole thing th- through co-op with three yeah, of us, and it was so... absolutely top. So I don't know if there's co-op in Dying Light, actually. I don't know if that's I a don't thing. Know. Is that a thing? I don't know. The uh, I, But watching you play Dying Light, mm. it looked great. The parkour looked like it was a little bit, you know, the, the free running looked like it was a little That's bit difficult to get a hang That's just because I was quite bad at it. But the, well, possibly, possibly. But the, um, the the combat and everything looked great. The fact that you can slide at zombies and drop yeah. kick them and all that kind of stuff. I just hope that it's more than just that. As long as it's not just running across rooftops and drop kicking zombies. As long I, as there's a little I bit think more to will it be. than that. Um, I think when you start getting other weapons so you're not just playing with an axe and a hammer um i i think that's when it will really start to come into its own but um yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm certainly going to pick it up yeah i i enjoyed it and i found it interesting that you could succeed at it 
it, despite taking a different route from someone else like Lewis you were just like going over rooftops like some kind of urban monkey and I was like nah fuck that I, I can't jump so I was just drop kicking zombies and just carved a path so <laughs> you heard that <laughs> those uh, girls can't jump it's alright I do alright with that's an axe leave a trail of bodies it- Oh, wait. <laughs> White girls murder. can murder with an axe. What you will see, if we do put up any footage of it, is that I jump like a drunk monkey. Urban monkey. <laughs> <laughs> a drunken monkey. Uh, a drunk yeah. urban monkey. I think the... I think I think you, me, me interrupting you and trying to talk to you with that microphone <laughs> was uh, was not doing anything for your gameplay uh, prowess, really, no, was it? But I think, I think it, was, it was too much um, to concentrate on. You, because I mean, the the demo was only about six minutes long, and I yeah. I'd already played it yeah. once, and then playing it a second time. When you've kind of got used to the controls, um, I th- I think you just need to play it a bit more. I don't think twelve minutes yeah. is long enough. I've got to say, for for, for a game that that the demo was only six minutes, a lot of people were walking away from mm. that stand feeling really gratified. Only six minutes of gameplay is not very much. So if you can get interested in a game from just six minutes of hands-on oh, time, yeah. I think it must be doing something right. I was in front of Black Flag for about 30 minutes. I was in front of their, what, good half hour. Yeah, Me and you Ciro were, were sat well, there playing We were that. queuing up for Dying Light while you guys had been to queue up for the PS4 version of Assassin's Creed 4. Then given up and then got given over up, and played and on the PC. <laughs> and we were only just getting into the, the front of the queue, I think. So, yeah. We had a real good time on the uh, on Assassin's Creed, and they, you know, really enjoyed it. Was, was there right. anything else upstairs that we played? Or was Ed- that everything it? We that was upstairs that was point. Assassin's Creed Four, Battlefield Four, Dying Light, Payday Two, yep. Tit- Titanfall. Oh yeah. Wolfenstein and yep. that Ninja Gaiden game. No. Yeah. That one. <laughs> that I... Ninja Gaiden. Game. Oh, you guys went no. to see Titanfall on the phone. We went, no, we went to go and get in the queue, and she was like, "Yeah, it's about ninety minutes from here." Oh yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Right, if you are if you are really really interested in listening to people who got hands on with some of the latest like AAA titles at Eurogamer, this no. might not be the podcast for you. <laughs> we did we did play a good few of them. We watched we watched a lot of them being played. We didn't play all of them. I think we were, we were more interested in the indie game section and a few of the other the upcoming titles that weren't necessarily fair, playable if, yet. I think if you want to listen um, to a podcast with. Um, people who played most of the AAA games there uh, listen to the Red Wine Gamers because I know the guys were there from yes. the Thursday through to the Sunday and even on the Saturday they were broken so respect yeah. respect to them for being <laughs> able to get through to through Sunday as well so I did I did go and watch some of the some of the big games so Batman Arkham Origins I went and I went and good, stood stood behind a guy that was playing that kind of in a bit of a creepy <laughs> way for about 15 minutes um, and he, he, while being creeped out, was getting quite into it, and I was kind of egging him on and shouting things at him. I, I'm not sure how much he enjoyed it, but I was getting into it. Um, I thought it looked really good. I mean, it looks the yeah. same as the previous games, I'm not going to lie, but it looks great. I mean, the way the combat and everything flows, it might it might be more of the same, which could be a problem, because I know Assassin's Creed Revelations, when that came out, when I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and went, oh, more of the same of that, it'd be great. That's all I want, more of the same. And Revelations came out, and that's all it was. It was more of the same, and I kind of didn't want it. <laughs> I, was, I was a bit let down. 
So it, it will have to have some stuff that's different. But if it's got some other characters, yeah. got some other playable characters, and decent boss fights, and and maybe some different mechanics, maybe he's got some new toys and stuff. I think it'd yeah, be great. I think, so that looks really gonna good. I think it's going to be safe to say that if people enjoyed the previous installments, then they're going to like this one. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I don't. I, I played. Um, Gotham City, uh, Arkham City, not too long ago, and I don't remember yeah, it, it looking it does, that good. Yeah, it does look really nice. It re- looks really, really shiny, really, really polished. So, and there was a lot of like rain effects and splash effects as he's jumping around and hitting people and stuff like that. I thought it looked, added a really nice yeah. touch to it. Uh, what else did we see? Oh, Bayonetta two. Oh yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is this podcast is just going to be about making L mate noises. <laughs> Didn't you queue up for about an hour for this on Friday afternoon? I queued up for 50 minutes and you were supposed generally the average amount of time people uh, spent on it to complete it was 10 minutes but I spent 50 minutes queuing for 6 minutes of gameplay because <laughs> you just lashed into it I was just like fuck this I'm tired I'm I'm angry I'm just going to take it out um, so that was fun um, <laughs> it, it was I'm, I'm not sure about the whole, oh, Jean and Bayonetta have swapped hairstyles. Isn't that kooky? <laughs> not, re- not really, to be fair. You're just changing hairstyles. But um, it, it was so, so fun to play. It was very, very similar to the playstyle of um, uh, the last game, apart from... On the Wii U, there's I I was a bit dubious because I'm like, oh god, Wii U, not sure if I'm going to get it. But to be honest with you, after playing the Bayonetta 2 demo, I know I'm going to be getting a Wii U. Right, if, really? If if only to play Bayonetta 2. See, I I don't I will not do that anymore. There's been like I pretty much bought a Wii because I wanted to play Twilight Princess, and I just yeah shouldn't have done that. That was a poor move, but <laughs> so. I, I don't think I'm going to be buying any of this console generation based on the exclusives that they're getting straight off the bat. It did look very cool, mind you. A bit of a Devil May Cry move, just changing the hairstyles around and stuff, though. Well, to be to be quite fair, it is very Devil May Cry anyway. <laughs> so changing the hairstyles fits with the so theme. So it's, it's fine if they want to do that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting any better, but... True. No, it was, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Good clean fun. Good clean fun. What else, what else did we like? What else did we play? I'm trying to think. The what we uh, Nvidia Shield. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did play on the Nvidia Shield. Go on. I'm right. Before I talk about that, what did you guys think of that? I'm sold. Really? Yeah. Because I was excited about this before we went into it, and I was dead keen. I kind of made a beeline. I, I kind of went via the Doom piano and then straight off onto the Nvidia Shield. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, we went onto the Nvidia Shield, and I was dead sold. I thought I, it was going to be really good. You weren't so convinced. And then you guys played on it and really liked it. And I played on it. I was just like, yeah, it's just what I expected. <laughs> it, yeah, it, t- to be honest, it wasn't a great choice of game. No, it was a poor yeah, game we to be playing. playing uh, was it XCOM Declassified? Yeah. Yeah. XCOM the Bureau? Oh, is it the Bureau? Which one was it? I'm not sure which one one it was. But it It was was very stop-start, and it was actually pretty difficult gameplay as well. You couldn't Mm. advance very far into the level because you really needed to know the mechanics of the game and how you were playing. Mm. They would have been much better with just something like Team Fortress, just something a bit more jump in and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But saying that, what was there and what was available to play, I thought was just brilliant. It was just like playing on a fully-fledged game on a tiny little handheld, well it's not that tiny, but a really decent resolution handheld screen. I mean it was plugged into a, a TV as well, 
but it was just it was flawless it was just like you were playing on a pc i thought it was great the fact that it's I'm, streaming over wi-fi is just even more impressive i'm still a bit dubious i don't think it's my kind of thing like i forked out a lot of money on my pc momji like she is decked out with everything i have a massive hd screen and i'm just like well when I play games, I like to sit in front of my computer, in front of my massive screen. Why am I going to spend like 360 quid yeah. on this poncy little screen? There's two. There's two issues that I've got with it. The f- now I get the idea. The idea is that it's similar to the Vita. You walk away from your PS4, you can carry on playing the game on your Vita. Yeah, mm. it's a similar thing to that. You walk away from your PC, you carry on playing the game on the Shield. You can plug because it's got a HDMI port on it. You can plug the Shield into a TV in another room or in your living room, and it is a handheld. It is a, a console, so it's like a wired pad that is playing everything on the on the TV with your decent surround sound system and all the rest of it. Mm. The problem that I've got with that is how often do I want to do that? Yeah, uh, not that often, to be perfectly honest. I, I mean, I do want to be able to play PC games on my TV, and I do do it a lot by plugging my because I've got a gaming laptop. I plug my laptop into my TV and do it that way. But my PC is more powerful than my laptop, so the ability to do it this way would be pretty nifty. The biggest killer for me: how do you multiplayer? That's that's the kicker. How do you do split screen? Do you need two shields? Don't. Yeah, exactly. Can you Bluetooth hook up another controller to it? That's yes. the question. That's that's what I don't know. This is what I need to know. So, can you, if you've got a PC game, let's say Trine 2, yeah, mm-hmm. that three mm-hmm. of you can play. So it's a PC game that is capable of three people playing. You hook your shield up to the TV. So you're now playing your PC game on the TV. You have two mates in the room that want to join in. What do you do? How do you do that? How does that work? Can you, you play? Can you play play Trine 2 local co-op though? Yeah. Oh, right. okay. on the same screen I mean we mm. um, so I don't know whether do you do you hook the Bluetooth pads up to your actual PC and do it that way or do you hook them up to the shield and do it that way I don't know how that's gonna work so there's a couple of questions on that to be honest but I still think it's a neat piece of kit it was playing yeah. Android games really nicely as well so <clears throat> yeah we all won a t-shirt I, would, I think out of all of us I was the only one that didn't get the time so there was there was a competition on the Nvidia shield to play what was it Riptide yeah yeah, the, the jet ski game, jet the Android ski jet ski game, Riptide. Um, and it was a competition. And if you if you got two laps in under two minutes and ten seconds, you won an Nvidia T-shirt, and then you got entered into a bigger competition to win a graphics card. So all of the other guys just got on there and, and ripped it out. And the only person that was really interested to go and see the Nvidia Shield stand didn't get the time. <laughs> but luckily, I managed to sweet talk the woman that was doing the stand, and she gave me a T-shirt anyway. Richard Banter King. No, oh, that was well. It's either that, or I'm not going to get any goods. I needed to get my swag on. <sighs> Had God, nothing, nothing going for me at that point. It's all right. You could have used up one of my extra trap lives that I didn't use. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> you did it in one lap, did you? Hmm? I did. I did indeed. I came back with plenty of t-shirts as well because I nicked one of Lewis's. <laughs> not that it mattered yeah. because I think like by the Saturday all they all anybody had left was t-shirts that didn't fit anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I came home with. Three dying light T-shirts, extra large dying light T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. um, I, think, I think I had like one Nvidia T-shirt and a something else. I, can't remember. I, might, I might have had your Nvidia T-shirt as well. Yeah, you did. You came back with my. Well, you went back with my Nvidia T-shirt, and uh, I think you did. You not get a dying light shirt as well? I think I did. That might yeah. be one of the ones that you took back with you. <laughs> I've got no idea. Uh, what else do we play, or what else do we see? Forced. Forced. Ooh. I really enjoyed this. 
Yeah. Yes. I was really involved with this, I thought. So, for, right, so Forced for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, this is a game by a company called Beta Dwarf. Um, personally, never heard of them before. Nope. <laughs> I had yeah, never same. heard of this game. Um, but they were there and they had a stand. and they, they, Because it was the indie Quite game section. Quite a big section. stand, actually. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, big. Was, I think they paid was... some good money for that. I don't think... Because it was the indie game section, there weren't many people there. And that's the great thing about the indie game section. You can kind of jump straight in and play the game and talk to the devs. Yeah, we, we didn't even know what we were playing. We just sort of moseyed along, saw four pads on a screen. I'm like... That's yeah, four-player co-op. I mean, we didn't even know what, know what the game was when we sat down. We were just like, well, no, we just sat co-op. down and started playing. I think that was the first four-player co-op game, and possibly the only four-player co-op game I saw in the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we hopped on that quickly, and we played it for, what, a good ten minutes, and then eventually thought, we, we've got to interview these guys, <laughs> because it was really good fun. It's, it's like a top-down, how would you describe it? Like a fast-paced Diablo. Yeah, it's... Diablo-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, in the, from the point of view that it's top-down. That's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, from, from the point of view it was top-down. But it was it was really, really fun. Yeah. Like, really fun. It's kind I, of like a tactical co-op gladiator. It had a bit smashy. of a puzzle yeah, element. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it right. did. I thought that broke it up really nicely. It wasn't just mm. wait, like stomping through hordes of enemies. You had to think about it. And like yeah. we blew each other up with the soul thing. Now, yeah. I, I actually... I felt really let down by Diablo 3. Really let down. See, I liked is... it, but it was the, it, I was only let down by their decision for, to use the auction house. That's the only oh. thing that ruined that game for me. We don't mention that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> First rule um, of Diablo 3 is we don't talk about the auction house. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, uh, as first impressions go, I was expecting the world from Diablo 3 and didn't get it. I wasn't expecting much from Forced, but got much more than I bargained for and yeah. enjoyed it more than I thought I would. That's how I felt, because it, you don't expect... You don't, it's the indie game section. You expect to have a good, yeah, okay. a good giggle for a few minutes, and then it's not you know, it's not a full-fledged game. But yeah. there was a lot in this, and it looked really good as well, I thought. I think the thing is, is we just yeah. sat down and started playing it with no real sort of um, preconception of what we were playing, and then... Actually, it was really good fun yeah, because we didn't, yeah, we because we didn't know what it was we were playing. Yeah, so what, then yeah. We, we we had an interview with Stefan, yeah, from Base Dwarf, who very kindly spoke to us about the game and what they were doing and kind of set us straight on a load of things. If you watch the interview and it sounds like we don't know what we're talking about, it's because we don't know what we're talking about. We had not <laughs> seen or heard about about this game previously, so we didn't have any idea about what they were bringing out and, and what they were and doing. And I think that was our first proper interview yes i think it was so we we had we interviewed if you go to our youtube channel which is ready player 2 tv um we have got an interview up there with stefan from beta dwarf who's a really nice guy all of them really nice in fact and they were um he talks us through the game and what they're what they've been doing and when they're planning on bringing it out and very kindly um gave us access into the into the early access for each of us so we're Mm going to be putting up some let's play videos very soon and the uh, review. And, and there's a review on the website and all kinds of stuff. So if you're interested in Forced, which I've got to say is borderline, it is an indie game, but as t- in terms it of you, do- it doesn't look like it doesn't an look indie like game. an indie game. It looks like a full-fledged yeah. game. And yeah. from what he was saying, you, I mean, this game's going to be what eleven pound ninety-nine. He said when it comes out, it's he's, he was expecting about twelve hours worth of gameplay. I've played AAA titles that I've got less gameplay than that out of. Yeah. yeah. So I'm quite. I'm looking forward to this. So I'm going to be. I'm going to be getting stuck into that. Um, what was around the same area? Uh, um, Democracy 3. Yeah. I had fun. I'd never even heard of these games. 
I was so excited. <laughs> Hooray for spreadsheet games. This is a spreadsheet game where you effectively are a, well, not a dictator? Is it a dictator? No, 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 no. You, I'm, I'm a dictator, but you don't <laughs> have to be. <laughs> You're um, running a country. It's like, it's kind of like SimCity, but with a country and without any graphics. It's all like a spreadsheet game style. Thing. Yeah, it's a political strategy game where you're either prime minister or of a president of a of a country. So you've got to you've got to make decisions about policies, laws, and taxes, which perhaps doesn't sound the most interesting or exciting thing in the world. But it's it's ah oh, it's right on my street. I was just like, oh god, I've got to make the decision to win over the voters, and these people don't like me. The hippies are trying to Kill get me out of office. Oh god. From somebody who's been pl- like the week leading up to Eurogamer, I bought the humble bundle. I can't remember what the name of it was, but whatever humble bundle it was, and I got um, FTL in that as part oh, of the humble yeah. bundle. I've just been completely hooked on that game. I've been playing that pretty much any time that I've had available, I've been playing on FTL. Just to, sorry, just to interrupt. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Speaking of the humble bundle, the new weekly bundle has come out. It's the the Nordic bundle, right? Nordic Games bundle, rather. It's got Red Faction Armageddon, Supreme Commander, Supreme Commander. Forged Alliance, The Guild 2, Neighbours from Hell, Compilation, and if you spend more than $6, you unlock four more games, which is Painkiller, Hell and Damnation, Arcania, Darksiders 2, and Spellforce 2, Faith in Destiny. In my so, opinion, that's worth it just for Supreme Commander and Forged Alliance, as well as Darksiders 2. Um, yeah, so chances are we'll be giving some of those away because I think I already own <laughs> and Darksiders and, 2. Yeah, I own Darksiders 2 as well. So Supreme yeah. Commander and Forged Alliance. If anybody is interested in getting the Humble Bundle and playing on that, I would love to. Uh, I would love to get on and play on that because I love Supreme Commander. I was, wasn't as keen on the second game, but the uh, the first game I really liked. So cool. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, what are the games? So what are the games you see? Red games. Yeah, oh god this was bizarre as hell I was so disappointed that we didn't get an interview with this lady because she was extra funny yeah she, she was she, funny just doing a bit of research she's actually the developer she is her. she is a developer by herself who's kind of Redshirt, her and Redshirts have kind of fallen under the Positech umbrella. Oh, I see, right. So, um, yeah, it's not strictly a Positech game, but it's, it it's is. Her. So, this is, is it yeah. Me Too? Uh, yeah, so we, we spoke to, I think it was Me Too, I'm pretty sure it was Me Too, um, from, uh, well, Redshirt, I guess it, it, 
it, it says I've got the business card here. Actually, I've just fished it out. So it says uh, Me Too. Now I'm going to say a surname. I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, Kandaka, and it says here commanding officer of the tiniest shark developer at Red Shirt. Shark shark is, is the ship? Is her ship? Is it? I was. I actually thought that that was her original development team, but oh, I don't it might know. Be. It might be. I'm not That's sure. We could be talking. Cool uh, we could be waffling utter bollocks. Well, that that'll be us. Welcome to Ready Player Two. <laughs> <laughs> waffling only the finest bollocks. <laughs> um, so anyway, we spoke to me too. We didn't interview her, unfortunately. We didn't. We didn't have the presence of mind to whip the camera out on her, but we did have a good chat with her. Now, Redshirt is Christ. How would you even? It, it's like it's a complete send-up. Yeah, it's a it's a parody. It's a send-up of Facebook in space. She called it Spacebook, didn't she? Um, the with... official tagline is Redshirt is the comedy sci-fi sim about social network working aboard a space station, starring the station's most ambitious low-ranking peon, you. <laughs> and there I love extra That's extra right. points for the use of the word peon. Because I, I went up and spoke to her about this because I saw it and I thought, oh, this is really weird. I need to go and see what's going on. And so she pretty much said, so this is, a, this is a social media simulator where you are the lowest of the low, bottom feeding, pointless, useless trollop on this space station. You've got no social skills. You've got no ability. You can't advance your, your situation because you are just basically useless. Um, and you are in this space station. You want, to, you want to get better. So you have to start schmoozing your way to the top. At which point I said, so you're Dave Lister. And she went, yes, you're the first person who's got the Red Dwarf reference. So I was quite happy about that. And... Um, and she was saying, so you, you pretty much, by the looks of it, you schmooze your way. You level up, don't you, as you as you do things in this kind of social media mm. thing. And you schmooze your way to the top and you can apply for jobs and you can kind of start relationships with commanding officers and then apply for a job because they're going to promote you. But she was saying that you've got to be careful because if you schmooze them and kind of get in with them and then suddenly apply for a job, they're going to realise that you were only doing it to, pr- to get a promotion. So you've got to be careful about it and this, that and the other. I like, I think if it didn't have comedy in it, this would be rubbish. Yeah. But the comedy factor is quite funny. And she said it was <laughs> adult with Red Dwarf references. Yes. So. Mm. And it's obviously it's Red Shirt, so you're the, you're the expendable guy. That was it's the entire thing. So she, she gets the references and stuff. I think, it's, I think it's pretty good. It looks good. I don't think the graphics will be for everybody, but it's not a graphics game. I think it's, it's another Spreadshirt game that's just kind of got graphics because that's what people expect. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it looks pretty cool. It looks, certainly looks different. This is why I like the indie game section. You it wouldn't was see anything like this normally. This was one of the first games where, because it's coming out on iOS as well, where she, when she started talking about it, I immediately grabbed my iPad out and started looking for it in the store to try and buy it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh... It's uh, not available. Right, it's not out yet. No. So. Well, she brought she brought the iPad over and, ga- and gave us kind of a quick go yeah. on that version. It's not it's not quite as far ahead as the PC version at the moment. But, no. Um, I was I've got to admit, looking at it at first glance, if you see screenshots of it, it's very difficult to kind of see yourself playing it. But after having a play around with the interface and seeing what the game actually is, it's kind of like FTL. The graphics don't matter. Yeah, it's not. The graphics are just there because they have to have graphics in some form or another. It's, don't uh, take it at face value. No, it's it's so game. much more underneath. Yeah, it's the humour, the dialogue, the the core gameplay, the whole kind of trying to advance yourself and everything. I think it's going to be quite cool. And it's the. I've got to say, I didn't see anything like it. I saw lots of platformers. I saw lots of top-down games. I saw lots of other style mm. games. I didn't yeah. see anything else that was like this. I mean, I think the closest thing to this was probably Democracy, but it's not even in the same vein, really. No. No. 
So there you go. If you if you're after something something kind of iPad-y that's going to spend a load of hours, I think that's going to be quite good. It's called Red Shirt. Yeah. Brad boarding, sticking with the iPad. Oh, I oh, like that, that. That was fun. What, yeah, once you it. got the hang of it. Well, all right, now hang on. Let's not pick. <laughs> I didn't understand. I, so I'm going. This rad boarding is like so. I didn't. I didn't get. It. I had no idea what was going on. So the idea is, you tap the screen, and as you're tapping the screen, the guy kind of dives at the ground, and there's loads of hills and stuff. So you tap the screen, dives at the ground, then you let go when you're at kind of the the, the kind of bo the bottom of the hill like the, the lowest valley and then he zooms off into the air and you can kind of swipe the screen to do loads of tricks and stuff and get bonuses and then continue going now, i'm watching the guy next to me playing this game and he's fucking he's he's flailing his fingers all over the place like he's conducting an orchestra i don't know what was going on and then i got i got hit by lava yeah. I didn't see that, that coming. I didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> it's a snowboarding game and then I just got it's just like eventually the game's just like do you know what you're bollocks you are lava Have I, some I, lava I think it was. Um, I'm actually going to find the tagline because it was uh, an like, oh, it's the apocalypse, and this snowboarder knows how to do it. Yeah, no, that's it. It's the, I think the tagline yeah. was the apocalypse is rad. So that, it's it's one of those games where it's very similar to kind of Angry Birds. There's not much to it when you look at it, but when you're actually sat there playing it and you get the idea and you kind of understand how you're meant to be playing this game, it's yeah. actually really good fun. And then it's two hours later and... And then you don't realise what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I quite like that. Yeah, the whole idea with that is it's the end of the world and you're a snowboarder and you're trying to escape the end of the world by snowboarding down this hill, as, as you would. It's fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah, I, it was I good fun. It. I think it was good fun. So that was radboarding. Uh, what else was around there? Um, you guys oh. played some games when... I, I'm not even sure what I was doing, but you sort of... You were milling around. Uh, what was it? Ethan Meteor Hunter. Oh, Ethan the Meteor. Oh, yeah. I just played that. I wasn't too keen on that, if I'm being totally honest. I want to enthuse about the indie games, but I, I'm not going to lie. If I see something that I'm just not that bothered about, I'm just going to tell you I'm not that bothered about it. I think yeah. Ross was playing yeah. it. He was, he was kind of taken by it. It was basically a platformer. It, and that's all it was. It was just a bog-standard platformer. The difference is that as you jump through the air, you can pause time, and then you get given like a kind of hand, like a mouse, effectively and you can move physics objects around on the screen while time's paused then you unpause time and your little platformer guy can land on the shit that you just put right and you mm. use that to get over obstacles and stuff like that now that sounds like a good idea on paper but it was so slow yeah I, I, I actually put I wrote that down oh my <laughs> god so slow <laughs> it was it was too slow and the gra I, I didn't get the graphics I didn't understand why he was a mouse why is he a mouse I I'm I'm just like I, I, I don't like playing as cartoon animal creatures unless there's a good reason for it <laughs> and <laughs> mice have been done to death well, I just I didn't I didn't understand the reason behind him being a mouse he wasn't doing anything mouse like he wasn't small compared to his surroundings. I didn't see any meteors, or indeed hunting. I no. Just, I, I, I don't get it. The whole game was based around this very infrequent kind of movement of physics objects, and you couldn't even put them anywhere. You had like a kind of area that you could put them in. and that Yeah, was... it was like white dotted lines yeah. to make like a box where you, you were supposed to move them. I went, well, that's that's a bit crap, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit pointless. So mm. I, I wasn't overly taken by that. That was that let's, let's move on let's from move that on. then. Sorry, Ethan. Uh, um, this one that you played, volume. Yeah, volume. That looked pretty. Cool. By Mike Bithell. Bithell. Um, 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to it coming out. Um, this is the one that's very similar to kind of the Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't realise while we were at the expo is that they're actually he it it's taking so long to come out because he's actually working on a uh, level editor as well. Oh, I've seen this. This looks awesome. So, yeah, for, right, so everybody else who hasn't seen Volume, just quickly, it's very similar to the to the VR missions in Metal Gear Solid, where you've basically got to sneak around. So it's kind of a neon, it's got kind of almost a neon Tron-esque feel to it. And you yeah. sneak around and avoid these kind of robot things that are looking for you, and you kind of kind of lay diversions down and creep around the level and stuff. Um, but, the, yeah, they bring it, he's making a full-fledged level editor, so you can make your own levels for your friends to play. Yeah, which I think... Yeah. I mean that's that must be massive to, to yeah. But. yeah it looks pretty good I mean from what I watched of you playing it mm. it looked quite involved it looked like it was quite yeah I mean uh, we, I only played the four expo levels that he had there which were two of which were I think tutorial levels so but yeah I, I really really enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to it coming out so yeah, and it was it was surprising because it was so playable and they've still got ages to go until the release. Yeah, it's like that, was that kind of shocked me about a lot of the games there, though. A lot yeah. of them felt like they were nearly done, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's not out for a year." Like, what? What the fuck are you going to be doing, you lazy bastards? Bring it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Also, um, also the worst interview we did, like of the entire day, and we will not interviewed. We interviewed the accountant. No, we did not even the accountant. No, the lady it, that did the account. No, I don't think it was. I don't think that's what it was. I've watched this back, and I think I think I've clocked onto what it was. So pretty much, we were we were watching Lewis play Volume. We were getting involved, and I was talking to Lewis about Volume and how he was kind of enjoying it and all the rest of it. Anyway, Ross, who's filming this, has seen somebody with a Volume T-shirt on. And without any preamble or like asking them if it was okay to do an interview, he just stuck his hand out and did kind of a Matrix Morpheus style come over here move. <laughs> and she's just like, all right. Yeah. So she walks over and, uh, and he just starts talking or he points the camera at me and her. And I, so I just start talking to her and she goes, I do the accounts. Now, we all took that to mean I'm the accountant. I think what it meant was you have to sign up online. To, to do things in the game. Like uh... upload your levels you've designed and stuff. Right. So she she does that aspect, like the database side of things, I think. We called her the accountant. <laughs> to be fair, she did know rather a lot about the game. Well, she um... works on the team and there was only about three yeah. of them. So I don't yeah. know how you, you could be the fucking janitor and you probably know more about the game than we did. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely that was that wasn't yeah. successful. Yeah, that was These... The, uh, the other indie game that we played was Velocity, which was the Iron Man meets Metroid. Again, I didn't get to play this, but I, I did. Where, where was I at this point? I, I think, think you'd gone, gone out, out to meet smoke, Zero. You'd gone out to meet Zero and have a bit of bum time or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Agree with it. It's too difficult to argue with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, what did you think of this one, then, Al? I, I, I enjoyed it. It was... Um, it, I, I quite like side-scrolling platformers and top-down shooters, so it was both of those, so I had fun. Um, the the game dev that we spoke to was really lovely. And she, she, was, she was actually really, because considering what I was saying... Yeah, because you didn't read the instructions. Well, it's not my fault. They were really long. They, 
they there's cause... a very there's a key thing that you have to know about this game, and this is the this is the bit that I didn't get. But basically, you, so you're in a ship, and you kind of get like a top-down view of a ship, a la a lot of kind of flying shooting games from the 90s, and um, and there's a. The, there's a kind of trick where you can teleport the ship. Then every now and again you dock the ship in this like little dock area and then your person gets out and runs around. And the gameplay is very similar where she can teleport and she shoots a load of stuff and all the rest of it. Now, what I didn't get <laughs> is, that, is that you're supposed to dock the ship because the ship can't go any further because it's like laser grid that you can't go past and you can't get blown up. Um, so you dock the ship and she runs in on foot and blows up the laser grid generator thing, right? Right. Only I was expecting it to be linear. So I've gone in and I've followed the level and done all my jumping and done all my shooting and, and all the rest of it. And now I don't know where I'm going. I'm stuck. I've got to the end of the like of the running and jumping bit and I've, I've got no idea what's going on. So I spent about five minutes just jumping around and covering get the ground that I've already covered. Going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This, the level's just ended. I've missed a bit. What am I doing? So eventually I got bored and went all the way back to the beginning and exited and got back in my ship and only then did I realise that the laser grid was now off and I could continue going. It was so funny because all of this was explained in a piece of writing which was flashed up on screen which pauses the game and you have to close it. Yeah, but it was really long. It was like it oh. came up and explained like four or five things all at once. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about it. I just want to <laughs> play the game. So anyway, I stood up after playing the game and kind of very blithely went I don't know what the fuck's going on with that stupid game. It doesn't make any sense. And the developer is stood right next to me. <laughs> so she's just like, what didn't you get? <laughs> and immediately I'm like, well, it doesn't really explain anything. And Elle stood next to me going, apart from those instructions that popped up and explained everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this kind of embarrassment in front of the game developer. Thank you very much. But no. She, she was really nice. She was very, very well sported about it all. I think there were a lot of other people that were getting confused as well because after I'd said that, I kind of stood back and watched other people playing the game. And there was a couple of guys that simply didn't get the teleportation thing. And there were a couple of other people that did not understand that you were supposed to dock the ship. Because it's not very obvious. There's no arrows pointing you into the bit where you're supposed to dock the ship. It just looks like a blue glow. Yeah. And if you don't know what it is, you might just think that it's a light. Or something like that. But, yeah. It was a good game. It was still it was still enjoyable and it's still quite fun to play. And it's the only Vita game that I played the entire time we were there. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's one that I'll uh, I'll certainly have a look for and uh, have a look at to play on the Vita. Yeah, for a Vita game, I thought it was really good fun. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. For a Vita game, being disparaging about all the other Vita games. I think I don't think we can skirt around the issue now, but uh, kind of the the big game for me was definitely Dream. I thought so. Apart from and, apart from my slight issue with my stomach, yeah. Aye, but that was that the, was the rift, not the game. That was the rift's fault. Right, yeah. I'm going to be brutally honest. The only reason that I queued up for Dream was to play on the rift. I think that that was I. I was quite kind of sad about. It. Now I, I mentioned Dream to you before we went to the show, didn't I? I yeah. Said, look, have a look at these guys at Hypersloth. This game looks really cool. I, I think it's going to be slow, and I'm not sure how many people are going to get into it, but it looks great. And the idea behind it, and I, I was really into Myst, so yeah. I'm fine with slow gameplay. I am fly, fine with kind of building up a storyline and everything, and this looked really appealing to me. Anyway, we got there, and not only were they there for us to play the game, they had the Rift. They had the Rift 
version of the game completely playable the sad mm. part of it was there was a huge queue of people that were trying to queue up to get on the rift and there was a pc with a copy of dream <laughs> next to it where yeah. you could just play dream without the rift nobody there yeah <laughs> I, 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 just, I just went there and sat down and played it yeah yeah like, the the other thing is is they were they were next to someone who had they were going through exactly the same thing so I, I don't think it was anything to do with the quality of their game no, it's which people wanted to use the rift which was excellent I yeah. think I mean it looked just this, stunning which one um, is dream or Montague's mount uh, dream yeah um, I think it was just the the same thing that we wanted to do we just wanted to try out the rift yeah it just so happened that. Hypersloth games are all really nice guys. Yes. Yeah. So what what happened in the end was basically we we queued up. Now L started playing Dream anyway because we wanted to play it. We wanted to get hands on with it on the P just on the PC version and, and kind of got yeah. got into it there. And we thought, well, look, we want to go on the Rift anyway. We want to get hands on with the Rift. The actual queue for the actual Rift like <clears throat> stand was really long and was taking ages to go down. So we thought, well, we want to play Dream. We want to go on the Rift. Let's queue here. So we queued up with our microphones and our cameras and everything. And one of the guys, uh, I think it was the publisher, was it? There was a dude in an orange shirt the and the rest of them were in blue. Yeah. So we know which one. I don't know. It was Nick, I think he was called. Anyway, he came over and he said, are you guys here for an interview? Do you want to speak to the guys? And we said, yeah, we really do. We want to have an interview and everything. So they said, come back later on. Come back at six o'clock and we will we'll close everything down and you can just get in and just go for it. And we, there won't be any cues or anything. You can just do what you want. And we did. So we went away and we came back. Nicest guys of the show, officially. Yeah. yeah. Nicest guys of the show. They were really chatty about the game. They were. I think Ash, the guy that we spoke to, I think he was a bit nervous because I don't think he'd done very. In fact, I think he said he's now said that ours is the first interview that's actually gone online that he's done. Uh, first interview of the show, and ours was the first video interview that he really? done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, th I think he was a little bit nervous about it, but he was really easy to talk to. All of the guys were really easy to talk to. And more importantly, they were really enthusiastic about the game. Yeah. yeah, it's their baby. Do you know what I mean? It's like it really felt like it was their baby, and they really wanted everybody to enjoy it and and have a good time. But so go on. What what did you think about it, both of you? Be honest, because I know we really like the guy, the guys. But let's let's be honest about the game. I think it was lacking in story. That said, I didn't play it for very long because I think I, I played maybe two or three minutes of it uh, on the rift, and that was about it. Yeah, uh, I didn't sit down to play the PC version. Uh, I was, I think L was too busy. That. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I was L doing was that. doing. L was playing that. Um, however, now we have a copy of Dream. I am going to play it. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much to Ash and the guys at Hypersloth to send us. Yeah, very uh, much so. Early access copy of the game. Um, Expect a review. Yep, and I, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to playing it. I, I think I said to you guys, I played. Um, Dear Esther, not too long ago, and it just it kind of really reminded me of that, but in more of a fantasy yeah. type yeah. dream world. So that's why I'm looking forward to why I'm looking forward to playing it. So the whole thing, whole thing smacks of a cross between Dear Esther, Anna, if you've ever yeah yeah, yeah. and, Anna, and but... kind of missed all kind of all kind of mixed into one. It was that kind of feel about it. Yeah. So I must admit, the one thing I thought about now, I I played on the Oculus version, and the game looks amazing in the Oculus Rift. Mm. Apart yeah. from the fact we were playing on the lower resolution Oculus Rift. 
So it's not the the HD one that you could, if you went over to the Oculus stand, you could play on the proper HD Oculus Rift. They had the kind of the, the development version, which was lower resolution. It was quite pixelated. This isn't the game's fault, but it's just this version of the Rift was not a high resolution. If you're used to sitting in it front was, of a uh, proper HD screen, it was yeah. noticeable. It was like you were playing on an old kind of CRT monitor. Yeah, you were just sat with like two CRT monitors. Yeah, exactly. Attached to your face. Um, the, I'm in the game and I'm looking around and I'm feeling quite involved and it really draws you in. I was there for about probably what six or seven minutes. I had mm. to take it off. I felt ill. <laughs> I think I was the only one there. You actually weren't playing it for that long. No, I think it probably felt longer. Uh, I think I recorded it and you were only playing for about two or three minutes. Wow. It felt. I just felt so ill. I really did feel really ill. Um, and it made me. It, I carried on feeling ill for quite a long time afterwards. But then you guys that get motion sickness. I don't yeah. get motion sickness at all. It's he. I'm sure he explains it in the interview with you about yeah, the different lenses, isn't it? There's different yeah. lenses, but then there's loads of people have said, um, even guys that are working on games with the Rift, when they first started using the Rift to develop their games, it made them feel weird. It made them feel yeah. like ill. And after they played with it for a while, it was fine. So like after the third time they sit down with the Rift, they've got no problem with it at all. But there's other things that you've got to think about. It's not just like de- developing a game for the Rift. There's things you've got to think about. Like John Carmack, when he was developing um, Doom 3 for use with the Oculus Rift. In Doom, ordinarily, when you get shot, you get knocked back slightly. Yeah. They had to remove that from the Oculus Rift version. So if you plug an Oculus Rift in and it detects that you've got an Oculus Rift plugged into the game, it stops that from happening because people were starting to feel dizzy. Because if you yeah. think about it, you are now inside the head, you're, like, you're in the game and you're suddenly jumping mm. backwards a few feet every time something hits you. It's really off-putting and you lose your balance. So there's a lot of thought, I think, that has to go into adapting a game to work properly with the Rift to stop that kind of thing from happening. Mm. Yeah. But. Now I'm I'm really interested to see where Dream develops because they've just got a, a new writer on the team and this was a point that I pulled up with um, with one of the devs is they have narrative asides in in the game so an aside is where you've got your main character and they speak to themselves yeah mm-hmm. and it's very easy to get wrong and it's very easy to make your character sound like they belong in an institution yeah yeah like really really easy and i was impressed because they managed to cut that fine balance between making it interesting enough and making it improve your experience in terms of story and immersion yeah Mm. and managed to do it enough but not enough to make you think that your main character was insane so well apart from the fact that he's dreaming about these weird and wonderful places (laughs) yeah apart from the whole obsessing about his subconscious and things like that but one thing that i would like to see i've got to say is when you're in the house at the beginning and you're walking around there's loads of stuff to see and do and interact with yeah turn the light switches off you can go into all the different rooms you can kind of open and close doors and stuff like that when you're out in the dream world, in the first kind of the desert world that we went into, yeah, there's not much. There's almost nothing to interact with. There is a computer that you can go to at one point, and you can like log into it and do some stuff, which is quite cool. And it reminded me of one late night. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the the rest of the world, there's stuff that you can see, and there is cool things that you can kind of see around the place. But you're pretty much just exploring. Now that's fine, but I think it could have done with some maybe physics objects. Like, just, I don't know, and and maybe I'm thinking too obscure here, but maybe somewhere there is a teddy bear from his childhood or something. 
and you, you can pick it up. You can literally just click and hold and pick it up, and that is now hovering in front of you, kind of similar to the gnome in Half-Life 2. Mm. Yeah? <laughs> um, and, you, and you can walk around for as long or as little as you like with this object, and he will give you a little bit of dialogue about that object and what it means to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing yeah. major, nothing game-changing, just something, something to do, something to get your hands on while you're walking around these areas. Rather than just looking at static objects, it feels like you're looking at, at objects that you can pick up and do stuff with. Something to punctuate the environment. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all it is. That's, that's the kind of thing that I'd like to see. And I'm sure they're planning on doing more stuff like that and or whatever, but that, that was all I was... I was after something to grab onto. I was after something to do with my hands, almost. And mm. it, it yeah. wasn't much like that. But other than that, the, the, the game looks amazing. The environments look incredible. Considering what gobsmacked me more than anything else is, considering how complete it looks and the fact that it's got pretty much full-fledged Oculus Rift support, they're not planning on bringing it out for a year. Yeah. Why? Well, it's already out on early access. Well, it's out on early access, so you can get you can get your hands on it now if you want to go ahead and buy, buy the early access. I think on they're on, like, the 4.3 version or something at the moment. Right, so, okay. yeah, they're on... It's on really early access, but yeah, but it looks great considering that considering how early on they are. But anyway, look, Hypersloth these guys are called, and they are the nicest bunch of they are for me the nicest bunch of guys that we met at Eurogamer, and uh, yeah. they deserve a shout out just for that. But they're also making a really really great game, so they deserve a yeah. shout out for that too. Yeah. One of them was ill, and they stayed behind for us. <laughs> yeah, they looked high five. He I think green. in the end they they hung around for like forty five minutes. What? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. We'll only be ten minutes, forty five minutes later, yeah. and we're still sat there talking to them and playing Rift and, I hope they and playing their that. game. Yeah. No, they seemed really into it. So yeah, yeah, I think it was okay. Okay, right. I think that's covered the majority of what we saw at the indie section. Did, was there anything else that we that we saw that I've forgotten about? Doom piano. Not oh really no, no. that's not really an indie thing. But this is something. These this is the ver the games on Virgin Media, guys. Yeah. Um, I don't, if you did you see in it? Did you, did they see? Did they? Uh, yeah, I did. When it? yeah, they opened this the lid. This is crazy. Yeah, that was so good. Who thinks that this is a good idea? So for you, those of you, I'll put a video very shortly on YouTube on the Ready Player Two channel. But for those of you that haven't even seen what this is yet, this is Doom. Right, so it's just original Doom. I don't even think it's Doom Two. It's just Doom, on a screen, which is embedded in a piano, and the way that you play the game is a cert like one set of keys on the piano. I think it was like four or five keys on the piano was forward, and to the right of those keys was right, and to the left of those keys was left. To the right of the rightmost keys was strafe right, and to the left was strafe left, and the black keys, whatever you call them. The black keys um, were shoot, but you couldn't keep your finger on the key to move. You had to tap, 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 tap to move forwards and turn right and turn left and stuff. So basically, so this was like utter hell spaz. for anyone who didn't, who doesn't like the piano. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or likes games. You, you just look like you're a spaz smacking a piano. <laughs> right? I'm not supposed to say that, am I? I've been told off for saying that before. But anyway, you look like a right old spacko smacking this piano. Right, looking like you're trying to play a game. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. I had a really good time. <laughs> so yeah, but this was at the Games on Virgin Media stand, but I think they're, they're taking this around to various places as well, so loads of people can have a go on it. So if you get a chance, if there's somewhere local to you that's got the Doom yeah. piano, it is, it, is, it is stupid, but it just puts a smile on your face because it's so ludicrously ridiculous. You can't actually play it. I think I killed maybe four things. I think the most successful thing that I did was I switched to the, uh, the Knuckle Dusters, <laughs> and I just ran around punching repeatedly in the hopes that I was going to kill something by accident. Yeah, that was really good fun. 
Well, yeah. is that it? Is that, have we covered pretty much everything at Eurogamer? There was no, no. That we did. Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, we got in to play with the, we, <laughs> we talked about all this stuff and we haven't even spoken about the fact that we played on an Xbox One. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to hear about that. Played on They're an Xbox really big. What, the X-Bone itself? I was quite yeah. surprised by how big it was, to be honest. I yeah. thought, Massive I, to box. be fair, they, they're almost X-Block sort of size. I think they are bigger than the X-Block, if I'm being honest. Do you yeah. know what pissed me off about that? And I didn't notice this in any of the pictures, but it kind of annoyed me. It's flat. Now, for me, immediately, I've gone, good, it's flat. Because the one thing that annoys me about my PlayStation 3 is I can't put anything on top of it. So yeah. in, on my in my kind of uh, my TV stand, I've got my um, kind of my TV, my Virgin TV box, with my Xbox on top of it, with my Blu-ray player on top of that, right? But I've got my, and then in a completely different shelf, which was reserved for my DVDs and my games, I've now got my PlayStation 3 because I can't st I can't put it on top of something because it needs top loader access for the discs, and I can't put anything on top of it because it's got a curved top and needs top loader access for the discs. It's fucking annoying. So the Xbox One, I'm looking at it thinking it's square, finally, thankfully, makes sense. But it's got vents on the top. Yeah. It's got air vents. So you can't put anything on top of it. You can't put anything on top of it. Poor move, in my opinion. Nobody else is going to care about that. I'm just thinking practicality. Just seems like a stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. But the Killer Instinct was it was all right for a, for a game to play on the Xbox One. It didn't really show off the the abilities of the Xbox One. No. I think the key point with uh, having Killer Instinct there is that it's going to be one of the free games that you get with the Xbox. Admittedly, you only get one or two characters. Oh, do you? you? Yeah, you can pay to unlock a couple of extra, or to unlock the extra characters. But um, yeah, that that I th think that was part of the reason why you. Right. Um, well, I didn't even know that was the case. I just went in and beat some people up. Mm. I'm pretty sure I beat L. Did I beat, did I beat you, L? Or did you beat me? I don't know. I don't remember. I oh, that, I beat you then. Oh, that's, also, that's works. Probably, <laughs> probably. let me interject chap who was running the xbox stand who took a flyer from l if you're listening thank you for letting letting us stay behind to record a little bit longer yes in the uh the killer instinct stand I, I, do you know what i really liked about that as well there was a couple of guys and they were nice guys as well but there was a couple of guys with like proper recording equipment so mm. they had like a proper camera and a tripod and all this kind of stuff and we're standing there with a microphone and an ipad and we've been chatting to this guy for a while, and these guys have gone in with their fully-fledged microphone equipment and all the rest of it. And uh, and he's turfing everybody out. Everybody's had their ten minutes. Everybody get out. So these guys with their fully-fledged equipment are tur being turfed out. And he turns to us as they're leaving and goes, "You guys, oh, you so guys can stay in for a while if you want and record some without anybody else here." And these guys walking out with the cameras were like, "What? <laughs> yeah! What, what did they do that was so special?" So yeah, he was a really nice guy. He let us stay in and do an extra bit of recording. We didn't do very much because we got a bit anyway. This is difficult with Killer Instinct because how much do you show? Bash all yeah. the buttons. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a good looking game, don't get me wrong. And as a fighting game, it's really good. I didn't get the buttons because I've not played the previous Killer yeah, Instinct game. There were only three characters. Like I think that's that's the joy that I have if I ever buy a beat em up game. It's like, oh, look at all the characters. Look at all the people I could be. Yeah, and it's got like a three. three. Problem, so I was a bit dejected yeah. and I played as the fish goo person. <laughs> I don't fish think he was a fish, person. was he? He was like a crystal guy. I don't know. It, well, yeah, he had ice on him, didn't he? I don't yeah. know. Fish goo. Yeah. 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 Right, there was one other game 
which I'm going to bring up. Oh, there was a couple. There was um, Leg uh, Wind Waker HD, which looked pretty. Oh yeah. Well, I love Wind Waker, yeah. so that's fine. Um, but it's Wind Waker HD. What do you say about it? Um, it's Mario an HD game. Mario Kart 8. Did you play that? I didn't. No, I was watching other people playing it. There wasn't that much of a queue for it, to be honest. But um, it it looks okay. I've I've got a, I've not been that bothered about the Mario Kart games of late, so I wasn't that fussed about it. Speaking of Nintendo games, L. Neil and I queued for uh. nearly an hour, an hour to play ten minutes of Pokemon X. And it y. was worth it. It was not <laughs> worth it. Right. So what it were you expecting? Well, the the queue didn't look that big until you actually got into the queue, and it didn't move. And then it snakes three or four times. Right. And there were people who were playing for ten minutes. And making the most of their 10 minutes or in fact even longer right or there were people like me who went on skipped straight to the end I um think... and then that was it <laughs> for I was me, like, oh is that, is that it that was my least favorite experience because you're stood in this hellish people trap where you've got just, you know, people crunching around you. Then you've got this cosplayer shouting into the queue. Is everybody safe? Is everyone safe? And I'm, well, just not now I'm fucking crowded in here with crazy people fucking shouting at me. A, Jesus a bit, Christ, calm down. A bit of context. He was dressed as one of the characters from the wonderful 101. He wasn't just some lunatic shouting, is everybody safe? There were some good cosplayers there, actually. Yeah, there were a couple of good good cosplayers. There were a couple um, of people that were bursting the fuck out of what they put on, I've got to say. <laughs> they were not wearing enough fabric, all told. The zombies were cool. Zombies Fre were cool. There was a Gordon yeah. Freeman and the Shell that were walking around that looked very cool. Yeah. Um, there were some predators. They must oh, have worked yeah. for the show. They must have worked for the show. I don't think that they were just... Their heads were too big, though. Were they? Oh, I yeah. Not that, not in like an arrogant way. Yeah. <laughs> physically, the like, head of the head was too yeah. big. Wise. Yeah. The portions weren't right. Right, there's one game that I want to bring up because for me, there were a couple of little gems in this show, but when you're talking AAA titles, there were a couple that, that stood out. So there was Assassin's Creed Black Flag, there was um, there was Dying Light, which I, I thought were both really impressive. They, they impressed me more because I wasn't expecting that much from them. There was one game that I wanted to see. Um, and it didn't disappoint me. That was uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Yeah. Now we had a difficult time recording this because we tried to record it and everybody there was, there was these little rules that you had to have about recording the games and you had to have like the back of a person's head in front of the screen and stuff like that. So you had to make, you know, it had to be obvious that you were recording it with a person playing it. And yeah. um, the guy that was, that was running the Lego Marvel, Marvel Super Heroes stand was having none of it. He was, this is foreboding! This is not happening! So, uh, we couldn't get any footage of LEGO Marvel Super Heroes, but it looks cool. I, I said before we went that I was kind of bored with the LEGO games, that they were all very samey and I wasn't that fussed by them. This looks completely different. I didn't actually get a chance to play it, so to me it just <laughs> looks like a LEGO game. It does but... look like a LEGO, but there's a lot more to it because you very much got the kind of powers of all the heroes that you're playing and stuff, and there's a great yeah. bit that where you're kind of Hulk, Hulk and uh, the Thing are having a massive fight, like just punch up, and it's just like it's not as core gameplay goes. It's not exactly the most enriched gameplay in the world, but it's just cool. It was just a nice, well put together, cool looking game. So I was, I was really impressed by that. I think that's it. Have we done everything? Oh, no, no, no. We have well, not done oh, everything. God. No. All this the be a shorter podcast, Dale. What the fuck? 
Sorry. There was Dark Souls 2 and it looked beautiful, but oh. the people who were playing it couldn't play it and I was very angry about it. But we do oh, have... Oh, and Castlevania. Castlevania 2. Oh, yeah, but he looks like a puff. I don't care. It was so fun uh, to play. But <laughs> it's not... They, they didn't just have Castlevania 2 because later on in the day they were playing a different Castlevania game <gasps> that was like that weird side-scroll cell-shading... Yeah. Platformer type game, which was a bit obscure because you were expecting to see them play this graphically stunning uh, Castlevania game, and then all of a sudden it's like cell shading and Boom, all this stuff. It's like. Yeah, a beautiful Joe style Castlevania in the house. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody else feel kind of bad for the. Was it the Forza guys? No, Need for Speed. Oh, was it Need for Speed? <laughs> Pretty much every, every. Every time I, think... I walked past them, there was like a, 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 a command prompt box up on the screen, and the game yeah. had crashed, and they couldn't get it back up and running, and they were See, having all kinds of problems. The person I felt sorry for was somebody, anybody, play The Sims 4! Oh, you God, yeah, there was, no, there was nobody there. There was no one. Considering no. how massive The Sims was back in the day, as it were. I was I was expecting people to be quite excited about The Sims, but I think people have very much taken the impression that well, it's just Sims 3 with better graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Not not very. But to be honest, it's a PC game. I've got to say there was not a lot of love for PC games as a whole. No, there. It was I, not. I think that's one of the reasons why the indie section was just didn't have very many people there. It was anything on PC. It, all the all the consoles had people swarming all over them. There was just nobody was. If it had a mouse and a keyboard in front of it, people were just staying away from it. Didn't matter what it was. It's quite. To be fair, that's because most people are uncultured swine. But (laughs) (laughs) that's what you get. Yeah, no. But no, it it was true. That was why it was so good because we managed to get to play Black Flag and all the rest of it on the PC, where everybody else was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The future. If you're gonna go to a convention, a gaming convention, play on the PCs because no one's gonna want to play them. Yeah, you get more or the Wii U. Oh, the, oh no! Oh, 50 wait. minutes. Oh yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, yeah. For you. All that weird game that I oh, played yeah. on the the Monday uh, on the Friday night. Uh, I didn't even write the name down. I was too scared. <laughs> not underground on. Oh, I don't even know what it was called, but it was that thing. The guy didn't really sell it. I've got it right. Night underground. Weird. Oh, all right, I'm going to bring this up because these guys were really nice. Uh, <laughs> now. The uh, now were they Indonesian? Yes. Oh, oh yes. This is yes. the last thing, right? I think we need to get out of Eurogamer now because if anybody's not bothered about Eurogamer or the stuff that we saw there, then unfortunately, this isn't the episode for them. But this is important. We, these yeah. These guys, these 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 this little kind of group of Indonesian guys. I think there was two guys, and what I, I'm wives, pretty sure was I their wives were just there, and um and no, everybody was skimming over and bless them. There was just nobody there, and there was a guy. We went past his stall, and there was a guy playing this horror game. And I thought, there's a guy playing a horror game here, and it's just on a Mac. They didn't have any big screen TVs. They, they barely had any kind of like media or anything like that. It was just a guy playing a game on a Mac. So I was like, what's this? This looks pretty cool. It's like a horror game, and you're walking around with your mobile phone, and when you lift your mobile phone up, you can see ghosts. I'm like, well, this, mm. this is pretty cool looking. It's, it was the developer. Nobody else was coming over to look at his game, so he was sat there playing on it by himself. It- and it was it was so good. I get really. <sighs> what was the name of it? What was the name of this? It was game? it was called Dread, Dread Out. Out. Right. It looked brilliant. It was kind of like, it reminded me of um, 
Oh crap! What's the one with the camera where you walk around with the fatal frame? Yeah, fatal frame. Where you so you walk around with this mobile phone and you can't see the ghosts unless you're looking through the camera on your mobile phone, and it's also your only source of light. So you're kind of walking around with this camera. You can't do very much. It's it's just it looks scary as hell. It so good. Really looked like it was very scary. And they were working on another game as well, which was based on kind of Indonesian. Well, it's they. It was called Inherit Inheritage uh, something. But um, I, I was having a look through the art book with uh, one of the other developers, and all of these these they've got these runes and these symbols which are used in both of the games, which are based on Indonesian and Japanese folklore. So. All of the monsters in Dreadout are based on either Indonesian uh, myths or Japanese myths. So I am well into people who do the research. I am so excited. I'm going to get this game and I'm going to play it at like 3 a.m. and break <laughs> myself. She's going to wake up at 3 a.m. and go, right, this is time to play games. Right, fucking alarm set. <laughs> it is time, time, for, time for fear. But it's, oh, it looks so good. I'm yeah. well happy. So, are we are we done? There was loads of stuff there. We know that there's games that we haven't spoken about. We know that there's big games that we haven't spoken about as well. Because... We pretty much skipped <laughs> over the... Um... Oh, yeah. Ross went to play FIFA or Pez, <laughs> I believe. Um... Something, yeah. There was one game... The only thing that I kind of wished that I'd played was Elder Scrolls Online. But the, the people who would fucking doing it with the queue for that was insanely long and b the people that were managing the queue for that were just dick bags they were on the on the friday night there were two guys um yeah two thumbs down bethesda because the two guys were certainly not a credit to your company or to elder scrolls online they were utter dick bags it takes a special kind of person for me to want to rip their throat out what did they do using the my own teeth they uh, were they, just they uh, were mocking they were... they were mocking people who were playing the demo and i'm like do you know what do you know why they don't know how to play this game yet it's because this game isn't out yet yeah there's and no you know instructions what? it was just it's just your space. job to make sure like people are having fun and people know how to play the game you're just being pricks about it you See, should I, be ashamed i wasn't there on the friday but i went up on the saturday and i leant over the, i wasn't queuing i wasn't intending on queuing but i was leaning over the ropes to kind of look around a guy that was playing on the game because i wanted to see it being played one of the guys walked up put his hand on my chest didn't say a word to me put his hand on my chest pushed me away from the ropes and I'm, and I'm just like, all right, I understand that you might want me to back off, but open your fucking mouth. You don't touch yeah. me. Don't, don't fucking put your hands on me. You ask me to move backwards. I get, all right, my, I might be not, I might be doing something I shouldn't do. It does no I sign could to understand me. I don't if you lean were, over, but maybe I want if to see you the were game. recording. I wasn't recording. I was just looking. to watch the game, so. It's like, yeah, definitely. I agree with you, Lewis. Two thumbs down. You should get different people to represent your game. Because, yeah. to be honest with you, I'm not going to buy it now. Well, no, they were elitist. That's what like, yeah, they came that, across as elitist. That pretty much sums up the guys that were there. They were elitist wanks. Yeah. So th there you go. Bad points for Bethesda. I'm excited. I was excited about that game, but after experiencing those guys, I couldn't be. Couldn't be I mean, the queue is huge anyway, but I couldn't be bothered to queue for it. I didn't even want to look at it after that. Staff were bad. Should feel bad. If, exactly. Yeah. If the guys are going to treat people like that, then if your promo guys are going to treat people like that, then I'm not interested. Right. I'm. So, I might have considered queuing up, but for Pete. 
I that was what made me decide that I wasn't going to queue up on the Saturday was the two guys on the train uh, on the way back. Yeah. I just. And I'm certainly not going to give my money to you to pay people like that. <laughs> so there we go. Are we right? Are we? Are we now done? There's yeah, so we finished. Yeah. Now we've had a rant. There's so there was so much at Eurogame. If you were there, um, I hope you had a really good time. If you weren't there, then hopefully we've caught you up a little bit. If you weren't bothered, then we're sorry that we've spent the entire episode waffling about Eurogamer. But it's a big thing in the industry, and there's a lot of really new things that are coming out from it. So yeah. we kind of had to talk about it. Would have been kind of bad. Go next year and meet us. Yeah, say hi. next year and meet us. We'll be the crazy people that are, that are recording all the non-AAA games. We can <laughs> we can eat overpriced food. Yeah, oh, yeah. go and have a beer. I don't understand that. We went up for a beer at what? It must have been, what, quarter to 12? It wasn't even lunchtime. And yeah. all the beer was off. There was, like, no beer on tap. And I'm just like, did you not see how many people were queuing up? Maybe you should have got some more kegs in. Yeah. That wasn't very good planning, was it? Oh, well. We yeah. had a good time. We had a good time. We had a brilliant yes, time. it was good. Yeah. Also, it is going to lead to much, much bigger things from us. We... As I've just announced on Twitter, we are going weekly. Yes. So our next episode will be out next week. Um, this sounds like a outro, but it's not. This is just <laughs> some more thoughts from coming out of Eurogamer. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big things coming from us um, over the coming months and hopefully over the next year. So we're working we really hard. We're trying to solve. We are working. We are working incredibly hard, um, <laughs> and we just we hope that you guys enjoy what we do and and where we're going with with Ready Player Two, not only the podcast but as just a brand in general. So yeah. let us know. Let us know on Twitter. There's loads of you guys are brilliant at talking to us on Twitter and Facebook and all the rest of it. So yeah. just come and let us know. We we talk about everything that we feel. We're not we're not one of those podcasts just kind of like plugged into one thing or another we're not just going to talk about one type of game we're going to talk about everything we we, we do tend to lean towards indie games a little bit but i think that's kind of the we're endeared towards the developers i think i like having personal chats with developers and talking about the yeah stuff. yeah but we always talk about the big stuff as well because we, we always like you playing on playing on the big stuff so we might not have played all the really big games at Eurogamer, but to be honest i think my plan next year is to go at least two days so i can spend yeah. one day doing yeah. all the queuing up and then one day doing all the rest of it yeah. I think I'll spend one day doing all the queues and, and getting all of that out of the way and then spend the second day doing pretty much what we did this time around. I want to talk to some more lovely devs because yeah. they made me smile. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that more than playing the games. I know, they were so <laughs> cute. So, no, I had a really good time. So thank you to the guys at Beta Dwarf. Thank you yes. to the guys at, um, at uh, Hypersloth. Hypersloth. Thank yeah. you to the, the, the lovely lady from Redshirt or whatever, whatever the, the company was called there. Thank you to the, the guy that was um, doing rap boarding. Father Ocean. Yeah. I didn't catch his name. No, I didn't catch his name either. And the um, the really nice ladies that were on the um, NVIDIA Shield stand who gave, yes. me, gave me a t-shirt even though I didn't actually make the time. Also, <laughs> thank you to the guy from... the PR guy from Dying Light. Oh, yeah, he was really yeah. good. He gave it. He said, basically, he gave us all the rules for us to be able to record, but he let us record. We didn't have press badges. Yeah, he was he like, was... yeah, yeah, you you can stay on again and play. You can record what you want. 
Yes. But you have to record in this this manner. Yeah, gave you us have the, to have. It wasn't like the guy at Lego Marvel Superheroes who just wasn't letting anybody do anything. Justice for Bowden. Oh, and also <laughs> thank you to your mate from uh, from Ubisoft on the uh, on the oh, Black Flag the um, Black Flag PC. Rob. Uh, yes. yes. Mechanical R on Twitter. Yeah. If to follow him he was a nice guy and he let us play for ages so that was really good so yeah thank you to everybody thank you to everybody that we met as well because we had a really good time meeting everybody from twitter um people that we've spoken to absolutely loads but never actually met in real life and um, thank you to you guys for listening because yes. we be doing anything like this yeah, yeah. yeah fucking pointless and if you we probably wouldn't well i wouldn't have gone had we not been doing ready player two no. so i would i've always wanted to, to do stuff more stuff like that but it's having a reason, having something like Ready Player 2 to do it for is even better. So yep. apologise to everybody if you weren't that bothered about Eurogamer, if you didn't want to hear about some of the stuff we've been talking about this week, it's back Top to tits. the regularly scheduled bollocks next week. Yeah. And it is actually next Look. week. More we always, swears. We always say next week, but actually this time it is next week. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I Thank th- you. I, I think that... That's a natural close to it the is. podcast because yeah. we've been recording for nearly two hours now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let so. roll with that bollocks. It's time <laughs> for bed. It's time to fuck off. <laughs> it's time to go and sort Hazel Thumb out because she's just cut herself. So. Oh, no. Uh, 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 what are we doing anyway? Thank you very much. This is Ready Player Two episode. Thanks, guys. You're amazing. Thank you. Peace Thank out. You. Yeah, peace out. Fuck off. Woo! Woo! And we're done. That's cool. it. Oh, fuck, I wasn't recording. Are oh, you joking? Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> fucking <laughs> prick. You That's prick. Fuck. That's I had a moment cause... where my heart stopped. <laughs> I was about to say, neither was I, but... Uh, that's fortunate that you were actually recording. Why were you not? Christ. Yeah, I was recording, but I was going to say that I wasn't. But... <laughs> yeah. oh, right, sake. stop that now. You're a gamer. (laughs) Thank you for that brief musical interlude, Richard. That's okay. Mitra. I thought it was me too. M I T U. Um, Let's just cut this bit out. (laughs) Uh, Use the Google foo. Me too, Kandanka. I thought it was. Or Kandaka. I can't remember. Let's have a look. Yeah. Developer Me Too Kandaka. Is it? Yep. Um. So we'll do a blah, blah, blah. we'll do a cut there. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, cut, cut that bit. Don't do the thing. Don't do the thing where you don't cut it. <laughs> yeah, don't be it. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy, dude. Don't be the guy that leaves it in. Uh, <laughs> The hunt is on, the panic's here, you can't find a wheeze, this time of year, simply can't find a way around Christmas time, simply can't find a way around Christmas time. The moon is bright, we're camping out, get one tonight, 
or they'll sell out. Simply can't find a way around Christmas time. Simply can't find a way around Christmas time. The clerks at Walmart say they're gone. Just won't pay 500 bucks. Simply can't find a way around Christmas time. The clerks at GameStop sing this song. They say the wees are gone. Shopping list like a Santa Claus. They don't exist. Simply can't find a way around Christmas time. Simply can't find a way around Christmas time. travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with quince go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365 day returns